BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is the best of the Jason Smith Show on Fox Sports Radio. Minnesota and the Denver Nuggets. The winner goes to the playoffs. The loser goes home. It went to overtime in a game that finished moments ago, and here's how it ended. Barton bottled up, trying to get rid of it. Millsap with it. He's got to fire a three. The horn sounds. It's over. It's over. Celebrate Wolves Nation for the first time since 2004. The Timberwolves are headed to the NBA playoffs. The 13-year drought is over. Wolves win 112-106. to Absolutely sensational. Wolves Radio Network and our boss, Scott Shapiro, is so drunk right now. He is on a bender. We're not going to see him for weeks. The most negative human being I've ever (laughs) crossed paths with in my entire life was Scott Shapiro yesterday when I saw him. He reminded me of Cub fans before they won the World Series. I mean, doom and gloom. They're going to lose. Like, 
Like, Jesus, man, it's just one game against Denver. Nope, they're going to lose. I know this team. This is how it's going to work out. I'm, I'm confident they're going to lose. 100% they're going to lose. Hold on. Like, it's just Denver. Like, we're not, it's not game seven of the finals. It's oh, but just we, 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 we got to beat the Nuggets. You know, we got we to beat the uh, Warriors. And or, it's a home game. No, no, no. no. We got to play at home again. Like, Who have won like eight so in a row, like, the Nuggets. Like, but I, re- I do find it fascinating when you talk to other teams that you don't root for and you just sort of dig a little deeper and go into what their pain is as a fan of that team or that city. And you could rank Minnesota up there with with some of the classics. Oh, yeah, losing I all mean, the Super Bowls. Geez. Oh, sure, coming that close in 98. But, I mean, if you lose this game to Denver, I, I think I think you're good considering how you won that game against the Saints in the playoffs. Yeah, okay, well, I think we're all good here. We're caught up. But also, I mean, look, this is the more Before we get to a bigger conversation of what this game showed us, this is a very exciting game. It had that playoff atmosphere, yeah. like deep in the playoff awesome. atmosphere. Yeah. You look at it this way, the Nuggets are missing the playoffs at 46 and 36. They win one more game, they're in. Yeah. They win two more games, they're the three seed. I mean, that's really the difference between three and nine because you go 48 and 33 to 46 and 36, and Utah is obviously playing right now. But, I mean, that's how close it is. That's how close it is for all. It's two more games. You can't, oh, they're an eight seed. No, they win one more game, they go from an eight to a, If the Wolves have won one more game, they go up to a three seed. I mean, that's how close it is. But, this game tells you, when, when you start thinking about all these teams in the playoffs now and people think, okay, it's a little more wide open, the Warriors aren't as good, the Rockets probably are the team to beat, but how good are the Jazz, how good are the Blazers, you get to the Eastern Conference, are the Raptors really going to do it? Can the Celtics, what about the Sixers? You know, We're just going to give it to the Cavaliers. And what really strikes you is that we watched down the stretch a couple of times, players on the Wolves, on the Nuggets, fell short of shooting shots they should have because the moment got too big for them. The last 10 seconds for the Nuggets, nobody wanted to put up a shot. Yeah. They had 10 seconds. They were down six, and they tried to pass the ball. You can't pay. you got to get down and shoot a three. We saw a couple of times in Minnesota, a couple of players didn't want to take shots. This is what it boils down to for me when you talk about all these teams in the playoffs and what we're going to get. Who has players that when games get to like this, because at least three games in a series are like this, we're down the stretch, yeah. regulation overtime, and it comes down to a one-possession game shot for shot, who can make those shots? You know, who, who can do that? Do you have confidence that the Raptors and DeRozan can make those shots all the time? He can take over a game that way? It's hard to think he can do that. Do you really think that that you can, you can have Andrew Wiggins can – you take over a game and make shots like this down the stretch and win. That's really when you say, okay, this separates who I think can win from just, hey, here's a team that you can be excited about. Well, and I know that the thinking is what's the, and there was somebody at the network here. God, I can't, uh, God, their name escapes me. I can't think of the name right now. I, I want to say it's Brian, Jason Smith. Have you heard of him? I think, oh, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He nice said, guy. Yeah, he said something on uh, Twitter. All of this excitement only to get swept by the Rockets, <laughs> uh, which is <laughs> which is a fair point and probably a pretty valid point. But if I'm a if I'm a T Wolves fan, even if you get swept in the first round, I'm good with it because that's four games of playoff experience that those guys get that they would have never have gotten. And at some point, those young players on that team have got to figure out how to play in that climate and those conditions. And so, if if I know it may turn into a four game sweep, and you're going to look at it and go, God, all of this, for, but at least to get that experience while you're there. And I actually don't think it's going to be a four game sweep. If I were, if I were 
if I'm the NBA, I'm happy with how this turned out because you got more stars and more known players on Minnesota than you do on Denver. Mm-hmm. And that's that's no disrespect to Denver. They're a good and, and up-and-coming team, and Jokic is a great player, although he looked a little shaky down the stretch in some plays. You just but, spit in the face of every Denver Nuggets fan. I want people to know you just did that. Why? You just did that. Well. I promised Harmon I would do that once. Okay. I promised Harmon right. at least once during yeah, the show I would say you are spitting in yeah, the face of somebody. You know what? Because you, you say that about him this? when he's out. How about this? For the city of Denver, screw you. And if you got a problem with it, you can get me on Twitter at Swollen Dome. Spit you in your me on face. Twitter if you got an issue with what I just said. Oh, uh, but in fire. But no. But in all seriousness, I think that if you were the NBA, aren't you happier with a with a Jimmy Butler, Carl Anthony Towns, Wiggins matchup in the post postseason against James Harden and the Rockets? I would be. If I'm the NBA, this, I'm ecstatic about this. this. Is great. Yeah, everything has worked out well. You have the, the second-round playoff. Likely, you're, you're looking at the Spurs and the Warriors, and that, wow, okay, what are yeah. we going to get there? I mean, you have a lot of intriguing matchups, and because the door is open, I think is great. It's always great for the beginning of the playoffs when people think the door is open because that means there's more eyeballs, there's more people watching. Look, in the end, are we going to get down to the Cavaliers and the Warriors slash Rockets? That's how it's going to go. But for now, it's good that the door is open a little bit, that there's hope, because now you think, okay, well, there's hope in Toronto. You know what? We'll have home court, and you never know. And we have, we'll win that first-round series first and see how it goes. I mean, there's hope in a lot of places now because of this, because the Cavaliers have gotten bored with the yeah. regular season, and the Warriors have gotten bored with the regular season and are not trying. So it's good that there's hope before we get to what the inevitable is going to wind up Well, being. and it's the difference between the NHL playoffs and the NBA playoffs. And, and you're not going to compare ratings because the NBA is a much more popular sport. The difference is in the NHL playoffs, yeah, the two best teams may ultimately end up in the Stanley Cup final. But it's the road to get there that's exciting every single year. Every single year, you've got a classic game that that random fans turn on late because it's in quadruple overtime or something like that. The big issue with the NBA was you had a month and a half of worthless basketball last year before the finals. Well, every and, year is is, is worthless. Yes. Basketball. You get to like you get to like game sixty, and it's okay. Now we're just really just playing a bunch of games for seeding. Yeah, it, like, there was nothing to watch. And if I'm the NBA, that's that's the issue I've got. How do we how do we make and I, you can't really force the issue, but how can you ex- excite? Make these more exciting leading up into the finals because you may end up with Cavs and Warriors again, and it may turn into another five game series or a sweep this time, which it probably would if that were the matchup. But what can we do before then to keep people entertained? Last year, I'll be honest with you, I was not entertained whatsoever outside of Washington, Boston, and a couple of games here or there. There was no series that jumped out to me. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Let's throw a dart at the Knicks and the Cavs. Oh, yeah. Now to his left, back to his right, in on Cornette, lays it up, lays it in. There's 10 points. LeBron James extends his consecutive double-digit scoring streak to 874. You guys seen blue chips? Uh, Tristan Thompson, Hooker Radio <laughs> Network on that one. Uh, 874, also the number of women Tristan Thompson has oh. been with. Uh, too soon for that? It's too soon, bro. Uh, well, actually, it's not. It's actually we're right on time with it. Uh, the tonight, the game tonight, LeBron James, as you heard, increased his number of games with at least 10 points to 874. But the Cavaliers fall to the Knicks. The Knicks end on an upswing, 110-98. Now, before we get to the big deal involving Tristan Thompson, Khloe Kardashian, <laughs> and the story that we could do three hours on, uh, yeah. let me just say this. It wasn't me. Uh, by this time tomorrow night, Jeff Hornacek will be out of a job. 
There is no way he survives what is going to be a meeting. I mean, look, the Knicks it's announced a nice thing today. To say. I'm just saying. I'm just listening because it, it gets to be. It's going to be Black Thursday, right? It's going to be what's going to happen on Thursday. The Knicks announced today. Hey, what about Jeff Hornacek? He's got a year left on this deal. About uh, we're going to have a meeting with him, an announcement about our coaching future on Thursday. This is not, hey, he's got an extension, and we're happy. No, he's going to get fired. Does he deserve to get fired? Here's why he deserves to get fired. Would somebody else have won more games this year? No. But the problem is the Knicks have no identity. You do not know who they are. And you're going to be without Kristaps Porzingis most likely until December of this year. He's going to come back, and then who knows if he can stay healthy. If he does, it's going to take him a while to get back into the dominant playing he was into before he got hurt. You have no identity. Nobody know what are the Knicks? Are they a tough defensive team? Are they a team that shoots threes? They have no idea. They're just mixing and matching and throwing players out there. They need somebody. They need to, someone to come in to say, "Okay, this is who we're going to be." They need a David Fisdale who can come in with a grinded out mentality and make the offense better, which is exactly what he did in Memphis before he got fired. You want to take roll the dice and bring Jason Kidd in. People hate Jason Kidd. Front office hates him, but why not? Dolan doesn't care. Jason Kidd can do whatever the hell he wants to. He gets bad teams in the playoffs. You need somebody to be your identity. And if the Knicks just keep horns, it's going to be, we're just going to keep throwing guys out there. And they, you don't have that. And as long as you don't have an identity, you're not going to win. Okay, this, this seems eerily similar to the overreaction of Yankee fans last week when Stanton was booed after striking out five times. And I remember being on the air with you. Platinum you, sombreros, okay, you know. And I, and I remember... Trust me, when you say sombrero, it just warms the heart, okay? Because uh, I think platinum. Be, I, look out, Jonas Knox on the platinum sombrero and no underpants. You know, sombrero spelled backwards is sawed off. Uh, and but when I think about the overreaction in New York, firing Jeff Hornacek feels like an overreaction. It feels like it's not his fault. His best player was injured. He they haven't exactly loaded him up with top tier talent. There was a big trade that was made in the off season. I, I don't know that he's necessarily the reason why the Knicks are struggling. And no, the, and he's a fine coach. The only reason you would more. the only reason you would bring in Fisdale is if you really believe that he's a better coach, but also if you feel like he's a better recruiter and that players are going to want to play with him around the league. We know he has good relationships with uh, his time in Miami with LeBron and players like that. So then I would understand the move, but I think that would also be giving James Dolan too much credit because he'd be thinking two steps ahead, and he usually doesn't do that. No, I think James Dolan. I mean, this is something that was probably decided like a month ago, yeah, and Dolan just kind of gave the oh yeah, you want to have a meeting? Yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, he's been on tour with JD in the yeah. straight shot. So. Sorry, I'm, I'm you know I'm, I'm I'm playing a pool hall tonight, you know, down the street. So uh, just whatever you get to that, that's completely fine. Yeah, we're playing Coachella, by the way, guys. Oh, you're playing Coachella? Well, no, we're playing outside an Andy Gump near Coachella, where it's held every year. But we're playing a month earlier than the festival. All oh, same thing. Coming out to sing with us is a uh, Beyonce. Hey, come on out. Do you know how to sing? Can you can you say? All right. Come on, here we go. All right. That's what we're going to do. Uh, but that, but that's how it's going to go, simply because when you are an organization that should be doing better and you have not done better and you brought in leadership and you're continuing to spin your wheels, it's I, I see your point with you know Hornacek, it's not his fault. And look, could anybody else have won 30 games, more than 30 games? Probably not. But it's not like, hey, they won 40 games. And they just missed the playoffs, and Hornets like, boy, he's really done something. I mean, I just don't see what you know bringing him back is suddenly going to. Oh, I want to go play for Jeff Hornacek. 
You know what I mean? David Fisdale gets the job, or Jason Kidd. His players are fiercely loyal to him. Look, Greek Freak was like, oh, Jason, I'm so sorry. He's calling him on the phone. <laughs> I called the Bucks and said, don't fire. I mean, he installs loyalty in his players. You need somebody who's going to be a drawing card that's going to be, okay, we can either bring in free agents or be that coach that a player wants to go play for. Uh-huh. You know, okay, I know I'm going to get that. I mean, because the bottom line, as Hornacek is great, but you know, it's, He's won 60 games. I mean, it's that's not like he's suddenly been, boy, we're losing a real asset here. Why aren't they, okay, let me, because I don't believe that it's Hornacek, and maybe this is something that we can get into, because you being a lifelong Knicks fan could probably answer this better than anybody on the radio. Why have they struggled to land big-time free agents? What's the issue? Because all I keep hearing about is, man, it's a big-time city. Everybody, everybody wants to go there. I, I think it's more than Dolan. I, I, I don't, I don't buy that it's that it's just James Dolan and nobody wants to be around him. LeBron James hated Dan Gilbert. He still went back to Cleveland. Why can't you sell New York to anybody now? New York and L.A. used to be. Well, this is where we all want to go play, right? This is where we all want to go play because it's the mecca. It's this. But now, yes, Dolan's a bad owner, and but there's plenty of bad owners that teams will go. The guys will go play for. But in the last few years, I'm talking the last 15, 20 years, you talk about every single game being on television, all your playoff games are on national television. If you're not a New York guy, you don't have to go there because you can be found and discovered and make a lot of money in a lot of different places. If it was, well, I got to get paid, New York's, they're going to give me $20 million more million than the next person. Okay, I got to go to New York, even though I might not want to go there. Those built-in advantages are gone now. Because people can get paid and they can go have great basketball lives any place else. You can go to Memphis, have a great basketball life. Wait, Mike Conley, yep, nope, give me, give me, give me, give me the $26 million a year, be the highest paid player in the NBA. Why aren't you going someplace else? Why don't you want to go to New York or LA? Nope, nope, I want to stay here. Guys don't have to go there. So the whole built in view of New York and LA really was just because the rest of the country hadn't caught up yet. It's still the same. People still feel the same way. So many people went to New York or LA because, well, I kind of have to. I don't really want to, but I got to go there because they're going to pay me. It's, it's kind of now the rest of the NBA, the rest of all those cities are now catching up. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. While. Pregnant girlfriend Khloe Kardashian is in Cleveland, ready to give birth. Two videos surfaced from TMZ in the last 24 hours. One from last October, which would be when she was about three months pregnant, which shows him at a hookah lounge enjoying the company of two women. What me? Have exploratory fingers, upper bodies, general sexual contact good good people i think the other video shows him entering a hotel monday night in new york with an unidentified woman who has now been identified as an instagram model you don't say so this has been a story today but out sister jean and so far, oh, stop. We can't have Sister Jean involved in this. We Come on, man. This well, she is, butted in. This is about sex, and this is, a, you know, this is about, I mean, come on. We can't have that. I'm going to eat that ass up. No, whoa. <laughs> whoa. Uh, he's playing the that wasn't me card, which really, when there's video, a couple of videos, and there's identification of the woman involved, I know it sounds crazy, but I understand this philosophy, Jonas. Whenever you're caught and there's nothing you can do, just say, it's not me. Just say, it's not me. And you go all the way to the end with that, and you see if you can 
squirm off the le- the edge with it, and it Maybe could happen. You just say it's not me, but there's this is video. No, it's it's not me. And 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 really, you just keep saying it, deny, deny. I had one of my friends tell me a long time ago, and I started working when I was working in the produce department and supermarkets. Say, if you ever get caught doing something you're not supposed to, just say, I didn't do it. Just deny everything. I said, why? He goes, because if you admit something, something, but just if they accuse you of something, just deny it. Like if you took a soda you weren't supposed to or you were, weren't back from break when you were supposed to, just deny it. Because if they catch you, then they can do it. If you admit it, but just deny it. So at this point, Tristan Thompson, there's two videos. What can you say? Oh, yeah, but that that one didn't mean anything. That woman rubbing on me. No, no. And that woman going to the hotel. No, that was just that. That was not. No, no. Just, just say, no, that's not me. Yeah, I mean, it's not always, it, listen, sometimes it's easier to point the finger than the thumb. I think this is uh, this is what, the, what he has to do at this point in time and sort of turn it. Like, he's got to figure out a way to make it her fault. Okay, how could he possibly do that? Right, <laughs> she That's, followed me into the hotel. Yeah, I, like, like I listen. I, I was, uh, I, I don't know what happened. Um, I just the uh, next thing you know, I woke up and and I was, I was outraged. Or he could just say the lighting was bad and I thought it was you. I'm sorry, <laughs> you know, like he get, you know, something like that. Like that could be a go to excuse if, if he needed it. Now, I, I do need to. We should probably clear something up because uh, you have referred to the place in October. Where the video came out, it was a where, hookah lounge. Yeah, with an A H. Well, A H um, at the end. It's it's hookah. The way you're saying it is like if a New Yorker was referring to a lady of the night. No, but I like saying hookah. Okay, okay. it's fun. Yeah, okay, oh, it's, no, it's, it's fun to say it that way. <laughs> like, okay, yeah. I mean, listen, and, like and, I call Miley Cyrus Miley Ray Cyrus, and and, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and and we don't know what these women at the hookah lounge do for work. Uh. Um. We 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 are we can we don't want to say that we that we know that so I just wanted to be clear that that that's just you referring to it as how yeah. you want to refer to it's it. It's a hookah okay. lounge. It's a hookah right. ah. Just say with the ah at the end so people know. Um, I listen. It, I mean, there is a positive in all this. Uh, clearly, his eyes are working. Mm. Um, I <laughs> they are I. I, they are all um, seemingly very attractive women. Yeah. And um, okay. And again, it's video. Yeah. And maybe, and like I said, maybe he just thought it. They were all Chloe. And oh. he got And he got caught up in just the bad lighting and and a, and a tough situation. I mean, it's it's awful. But well, was it uh, was it the 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 Eddie Murphy line in the routine when he says, "Look, if having sex with another woman." Is going to get away between in in between our love, then you got a problem. You know what I mean? I mean you got <laughs> like, a problem with that. That's, I mean, really. It, I mean, this is. But here's the like: if you're if you're Khloe Kardashian, <laughs> like you you do not have one out, and not that your family is ever, and not that anybody's to blame for this, but there is no privacy whatsoever in your life. So everything that you do, good and bad, plays out on camera. And just think about at some point. When when their child grows up to get older, like the idea of the kid finding out about all this stuff, mm-hmm. that's just that's <laughs> brutal, man. Like, and and you know the kids in class are gonna find out about it. Uh, the kid kids are gonna take take shots at, at. I mean, this is just setting up for a terrible moment coming up down the road. How many times do you think he's gonna he or she's gonna hear the phrase Google it? Wait, oh, wait, just Google God. it. Google it. Now, here's the one thing before we actually get to play by play of the 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 hookah lounge. <laughs> Is is that this is where Tristan Thompson, who's like, you know, he was an anonymous baller. You know, like sports fans know him, but the general population doesn't know him. They only know him as Khloe Kardashian's boyfriend. And, you know, he's got to think, yes, 
all I got to do is just be careful, not get on social yep. media. I can still do whatever I want. And you realize you hook up with a Kardashian. You are not just hooking up with her oh, yeah. and her family. You are hooking up with everybody in the world who is interested in the Kardashians. And that's a lot. It means TMZ is going to follow you. It means other news outlets are going to follow you. It means they're going to get tips on things. Hey, Tristan Thompson at a bar right now getting rubbed on by a couple of girls. <laughs> Whoa, what? Really? Yeah, get the camera. Oh. Yeah, got it right there. Oh, oh, you did it. See, we usually don't play that till the final hour of the show. But all that is going to be, all that's going to be found out. Khloe Kardashian doesn't need somebody. I worry about my boyfriend when he's out of town. He might cheat on me. No, I'll know because my minions are going to let me know. And they're all going to come back and go, Beedo, Beedo. And that's exactly what happened. You hook up with a Kardashian, nothing is private. You will get found out. Your baller lifestyle will wind up getting found out. Yeah, and then it becomes a challenge to to other women out there. Ooh, I wonder if I could get him to cheat on the family that we all wish we were. And so then it becomes a challenge and it's a game. Because, look, I got news for you. If two of these are on camera, how many more do you think weren't on camera? Okay, You know what I mean? Like, like, he, it's, like these are, are, are a couple of errors, okay? But mm-hmm. we understand that even the greats make a couple of mistakes, okay? Everybody's got a couple of losses on their record at some point throughout their career. But you only notice a couple of losses when you got a bunch of wins. And so we don't know even half the story now. He, he can try and sell it as, no, these are the only two times I was just emotional. You hung up on me and I was angry. Like, he can point all the fingers he wants. Mm-hmm. This is a bad spot, man. Uh, let's take a list of some of the play-by-play of Tristan in the hookah lounge <laughs> with the two women from last October. He threw him a big fat one. And now they're banging each other. Oh, wow. <laughs> Susan Waldman. Uh, Susan Waldman, Yankees Radio. Wow, <laughs> Susan Waldman was there giving play-by-play. Don't drink that poison. We'll, we'll have more on this story coming up in a little bit. But coming up next, we celebrate the biggest story of the night in sports. Celebrate with us. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. A very big rebound that has a lot of people across this country divided. Driving right away from Westbrook. Sidestep George on the run. Floats a runner in air ball. Westbrook has the 16th rebound, and he's done it. Russell Westbrook, the first ever in NBA history. He averaged a triple-double in back-to-back seasons as the crowd erupts. Thunder Radio Network on the call. A very big deal. Westbrook, the second time, only person to only average a triple-double more than once in an NBA season. And he has had to take a lot of heat for his triple doubles. The last couple of days had a big interview before the game tonight saying, you know, don't bother me with all this stuff. It's, you know, I'm, I'm trying to go out and play hard. His teammates are saying it's not that big a deal. Yet there's a lot of people hating on him saying he grabs rebounds out of his teammates' hands. Let's just realize what people are complaining about for a second to talk, to talk you off, off the ledge. But first, let's hear from Russell Westbrook his own words about facing all the hate. A lot of people make jokes about stat padding or going to get rebounds. If people could get 20 rebounds every night, they would. If people could get 15 rebounds, they would. People that's talking or saying whatever they need to say, they should try and do it and see how hard it is. Everybody wants to be talking and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of hearing the same old rebound this, stealing rebound. You know what? Well, outside of the profanity, he's right. He's right for a couple of reasons. Many other guards could jump in and get rebounds if they wanted to. Chris Paul, if he wanted to, could jump in and get yeah. more rebounds. Guys could do that. You could do that if you want to. and But guys just don't. I understand, well, it's down there. The big men are getting it. 
But here's the big reason, and this is something we, we you know, we, we talked about this a few months ago. We've said this many times. Russell Westbrook is a guy that needs the basketball in his hand. When the ball's in his hand, good things happen. All right? The faster he gets the ball in his hands, the faster the team can turn and go up court. And if they want to go up court and get a play, what's a better play? Westbrook swooping in from behind the three-point line and grabbing a rebound and turning and going up court, or you let one of the big guys get it, stop and hold the ball, throw the elbows out, everybody runs down court, then he stops, waves to Russell Westbrook, pass him in, Westbrook brings the ball up. You're getting up the court faster the faster the ball is in your point guard's hands. That's just a, a truth throughout basketball. So, number one, that makes the team better. It makes them go faster. And number two, really people are going crazy about rebounds? About He's grabbing rebounds it's, from his place. Like, realize what, you, you know, the, the minutia of what you're complaining about. If you took a team of, say, like, say a company, a sales company, and it's a team of salesmen, and in a sales company, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're okay. all they're all out there. They're trying to hit quota, and one guy is much better than everybody else. Okay, pretend that, pretend that you're the salesman. You're always hitting quota. Are you going to just not hit quota one month so you can help out somebody else on the team, <laughs> or are you going to go put up your numbers? And, and and if the other guys can't follow suit, then oh, so be it. The idea that people criticize him that he's uh, padding stats and he's 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 going like it was why when you look at the box score from tonight, he had 19 assists. And he scored six points. And I think that was sort of a bleep you to, oh, all I'm doing is padding stats. Here, I'm going to get everybody else involved. I'll take nine shots, which I normally don't do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get everybody else involved if you guys think I'm just out here padding stats. How is him averaging a triple-double? And I'm not, the, I don't, I'm not overwhelmed by the triple-double. I think it's sort of like the cycle in baseball. I, I, don't, I don't see it as, as the greatest thing in the world, but averaging a triple-double two years straight and a guard getting that many rebounds a game, how could you look at that and go, ah, uh, please, that guy's just out there. What are you... Like, how is that even possible? Like, how could, how could you see? How could you see that and go, "Yeah, he's just doing it out there to pad stats." He's one hundred percent correct. If it's so easy, why has nobody ever done it in the history of the league? And, <laughs> and if you're going to complain about stat padding, if he was nine for thirty, if he averaged nine for thirty from the floor every night, then you want to say, "Well, you're trying to stat pad to get to those points because you really don't get there." Well, that I kind of understand because okay, you're talking about shooting, you're taking shots away from people, but he's a guy who shoots ten for twenty-one. Okay, 21. It's not 28, 30, 20 shots, around 20 shots. Okay. But we're talking about rebounds. We're talking about going to get the basketball on defense. I can get it, or I can leave it up in the air for somebody else to get. I mean, really, that's what people want to complain if you just, I'd rather people just say, I just don't like Russell Westbrook. Yeah. For whatever reason, I just don't like the guy. Okay, fine. I'd respect that more than, oh, well, he's stat padding, he's this, he's that. I, re- I would respect just saying I just don't like the guy. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. We had two brawls, and there's two different ways to behave in a brawl. The Yankees held off the Red Sox tonight 10-7, but it was a game with a lot of bad blood. There was a bad slide at second base involving Yankee infielder Tyler Austin, and tempers flared. Later on in the game, Red Sox pitcher Joe Kelly threw at Tyler Austin and then ushered him to come to the mound to fight. Now here's the 2-1. And it hit him. Uh, oh. Uh, Austin slammed his bat on the ground. Now heads toward the mound. And he's ready to swing. He and Kelly go down on the ground. Both benches empty. We have a brawl in Boston. And, now they're and the each brawl other. is going on. 
Austin had slid hard into Holt. And so Kelly hit him with a pitch, and Austin charged the mound. Look, you, there's payback and there's payback. You don't hit a, a batter there throwing 98 miles an hour. You just don't do that. That's his life. Never mind his career. That's his life. Are you kidding me? Austin wants to get back into it. He's being held off. Meanwhile, everyone's on the field. Uh, Yankees Radio Network on the call. That, that's, that's his life. That's baseball. Right? He didn't throw it his head. You th- you try to throw to the numbers you want to hit. That's you know what you want to do. This is how baseball works. Baseball has policed itself very well over the past hundred and thirty years. With if something happens, we throw a pitch, people run to the mound, and then it finishes. That's are, his life. Are there injuries sometimes? Sure, but mainly <laughs> that quells that you let it police yourself. That's his wife. No, his life. Oh, I was gonna, uh, his life, not his sure? wife. If you listen to it, it, sounds like she says that's his wife. Wait, play. All right, well, play that again, tight shirt. Hang on, we got to do that. Play that again. So- there's payback and there's payback. You don't hit a, a batter there throwing 98 miles an hour. You just don't do that. That's his life. No, that's life. It was life. Oh. It would have been better if that's his uh, life. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's I mean, breaking cause, cause, news yeah, here. Then we got a real story on our hands. Yeah, not only are they together, yeah. but then he <laughs> hit him <laughs> like now, in a game. Yeah, now now we're t- now TMZ be all over that one. Yeah, and in this game, boy, I'll tell you what. You don't see, you don't see a husband hit their wife very much in baseball, but that's exactly what happened tonight. <laughs> Now, that's a story that you get somewhere. You know, husband hits wife in co-ed softball game. You know, like they play for different yeah. teams and it happens. And then yeah, that's something you get like, you know, out of like Grand Forks or something like that. But so that's what happened tonight. And Kelly is getting a lot of run on social media because, as I said, he throws at Austin. Austin looks, yells, slams the bat down. You could tell Austin really didn't want to go out and, and charge him out. But Kelly gives him the, the finger wag and goes, come on, come on. Come on. And so you have to go out and fight. And he stood there, and Austin yeah, runs into him. But he also sort of olayed him and then wrapped around him. There was no punch landed. Like, he he gave the impression that he really wanted him to come out. But the second he got there, he sort of ducked and, and, and swerved over to the left. This wasn't exactly Kyle Farnsworth picking him up and double-legging him to the ground and then blooding his face. Oh, well, well, there's that. Well, well, there's that. But Because I, mean, I agree, that is the gold standard. Yes. Well, Randy Myers, actually, gold standard, because he would fight guys coming out of the stands. Oh, yeah, well, he's, I mean, he's insane. Yeah. Randy Myers is insane. Uh, so that was the brawl there, which we're going to get to. We've got to compare and contrast. Earlier today, between the Rockies and the Padres, there was also a brawl in the game. The Rockies won 6-4. Nolan Arenado is up. And, well, he was invited to take a fastball in the ribs. And that pitch behind Arnado was going to charge the mound. And the benches have cleared. There is a melee on the infield. Nolan Arnado had a ball go behind him. He threw his helmet down, ran toward the pitcher's mound. Perdomo threw his glove down. Bench is cleared. Here come the bullpens as well. Umpires right in the middle is trying to keep peace. Robbie Anderson apparently was in the middle of that. <laughs> so Luis Perdomo hits Nolan Arenado, and then a big brawl ensues. Uh, uh, Mark McGuire got involved later on in the brawl, tried to hold Arenado back before one of his teammates said, dude, go back to your own team. We're fine here. So here's great moments in guy history, and then worst moments in guy history from yeah. the same day. Great moment in guy history. Joe Kelly, I'm going to hit you, but I'm going to own it. Come on out and let's fight. Okay. They run out to fight. Perdomo... Hits Arenado. Now, Arenado's a bigger dude, and he runs out after him. But, you know, Perdomo goes 6'2", 200 pounds. So he's, he's a big guy, too, but not as big as Arenado. And what he does is he does the pitcher move where I'm going to throw my glove at you, which never works. 
You know, if you're going to hit a guy with a gun, if you could, if I thought that could work, that's a huge weapon you have as a pitcher because you could stun a guy with a glove. That's a pretty. You're a pitcher, so you know how to throw pretty yes. hard. You throw a glove at somebody. It's not a baseball. But you throw a glove at somebody that could really stun them. But they all miss. They always miss, and he misses. And then what does he do? He backs away all the way around the pitcher's mound till everybody comes out of the dugout, and Arenado can't get at him. That worst moment in guy history. You're going to hit a guy. Fine, but you know what? Own it. Get involved. If he's coming out there after you, you run away and hope I'll run out of here and protect me because, you know, I just hit Arenado. Don't hit a guy if you can't back it up. You know, what do they tell quarterbacks? You should have a clock in your head. Don't go to the Jets. Well, yeah, true, Uh, or the Bears. And you have a clock in your head, and when you get to a certain point, Expect that you're going to get sacked. If you've still got the ball, you're going to get hit. Just expect that. There should be a clock in your head. They can only block for so long. If you're a pitcher and you throw at some guy and he's charging the mound, you should have a clock in your head because it's going to be about three and a half to four seconds before everybody else gets there and nothing's going to happen. So all you need to do is you don't even have to land the jab. Just throw a jab out there because that's going to eat up a second. But him running out to the mound is going to be another two seconds. Well, and the catcher is going to yes, be right behind. Yes. like so. So you running away... That looks terrible. Like, just stand in the pocket, throw a jab, just don't get hit, don't get taken down. If he goes to grab you around the legs to take you down, real easy. You throw on a choke, you could uh, sprawl out, you could go Darce choke. There are many different options there in that moment, and you would look like you really won the fight even though you really didn't do anything. There should be a clock in your head. I would like to say, I'd like to see a pitcher decide to do the Darth Vader, I'm going to choke you. (laughs) How funny would that be? I just stand there and I just kind of swirl my fist, and the guy runs out and he's... <clears throat> just falls to the ground. I, I, That'd be pretty cool. I, I see. I'm waiting for somebody to drop a DDT. Like, oh, yeah, you know, or a st- yeah, or a st- yeah. you stone cold stunner. Comes in, you can grab yes. them and yeah, and flip yeah. them. You could do that. I mean, you could yeah. do the perfect flex. You could yeah. hook the leg, and yeah. then you could even bow your back. I mean, there are a lot of options out there. Running away after you throw your glove is a terrible look. Uh, that, I, he'll I, never live that down. Oh, I mean, all he threw the glove and then ran. Yeah, he'll never live that and down. Ran yeah, and, and ran and, and, and ran. Look, Joe Kelly's was better only because he gave the illusion of I'm going to stand here, and once you get here, and then he olayed him. But at least yeah. he stood there. In no, the he pocket. stood. You stood yeah. there because he knew. Okay. I got guys coming out. Come on. You want to come out and fight? Come on out. We'll fight. You don't even have to land the jab. Just make it seem like you threw a punch. Like the only thing worse than, than when you look at the, at the, the stats, the CompuBox stats in a boxing match, the only thing worse than a low punch percentage or low land percentage is a low punch percentage. Okay. Mm. You don't want to, you don't want to throw no punches. At least make it seem like you threw something. So you look like the busier fighter. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith show weeknights at 11 PM. Eastern 8 PM Pacific. As the big night in the NBA continues, looks like Portland is putting the finishing touches on their win over Utah, which will give them the higher seed in the Western Conference. There's the most fun feud going on right now between Ben Simmons and Donovan Mitchell over who should be the Rookie of the Year in the NBA. Ben Simmons was asked over the weekend who the Rookie of the Year is. He said, oh, it's me, 100%. That sparked a debate. Look, the guy's been in the league for a year. He just didn't play until now. Donovan Mitchell was not shy in his opinions on that as well because he wants to win it. He wore a sweatshirt to the game last night that just said rookie on it, saying, hey, I'm a rookie, Ben Simmons isn't. So now that this has become a feud, they went back to Ben Simmons, the media did, to say, hey, what did you make of Donovan Mitchell's hoodie? If his argument is uh, I'm not a rookie, if that's the only argument he has, I'm in pretty good shape there. So <laughs> there's a rule in the NBA for a reason. Yeah. 
I'm not going to wear a sweatshirt tomorrow, though. Yeah, just ask Blake Griffin. So this is why I love this story. There are no bigger divas and people that care oh, about minutia more than NBA stars. Nobody cares about awards and recognition more than NBA stars do. They care about more than MLB and NFL and NHL players combined, about how much they care about oh, who's man. the MVP. Eventually, we're going to get to a six-man-of-the-year feud between Lou Williams and you know somebody else. And we're gonna, I'd be all in on that, please. Six-man. No, what about the worst team in the league uh, feud? If no, you, if you we're the worst. No, we're the worst. No, screw you, man. Oh. Yeah, we got blown out by 30. Yeah, we got blown out by 32. Yeah, I'd be all in on that. They're, every NBA star is the same. They're an alpha male. They're needy and they're insecure. LeBron James and Kevin Durant are dictionary definitions yep. of the NBA star because they're alpha male, but they're needy and they're insecure. They all care about what you think about them, what's said about them. LeBron James always is giving you his stats in his postgame press conference. Kevin Durant is always he's very thin skinned. He's very much, oh, you know, I don't know why the media says this about me. This is raw. You're attacking me. No, we're just <laughs> fake, fake burner accounts. Yeah, dude, come on, man. You <laughs> care way too much. But that's the NBA star right now. Alpha male, insecure, and needy. That's all of them. Listen, it's no coincidence that the NBA has closed the gap in popularity on the NFL in the Instagram era that we live in, because that's all it's about. Like it's, the NBA is built for what today is to where it's look at me. How many likes can I get? Here's a selfie of me in the gym. Here's more selfies of me. It's the NBA. Here's is, me to hook yes, a lounge. Yes. Sure. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and, and I don't want her to keep her hands to herself. Yes. All of that stuff. <laughs> All of that. Wait, let me get a selfie of this one. Put your hand there. Put your hand there. Hey, watch this. Here's a magic trick. Uh, Like The the NBA is built for what today's society is, which is all about Instagram and Twitter and who feels sorry for me on Facebook. It's all. That's why the NBA has had such... The biggest stories and the best stories in the NBA are all of these petty stories, Mm -hmm. are all of these... and And I love it. The NBA is so much more fun to talk about now than it was five, six years ago. And it doesn't mean that the league is better, but it's more interesting because nowadays, people... Like, all you have to do is see a guy like a photo that appears to be a passive-aggressive shot taken at a teammate, and that's a segment or two segments on radio. Oh, oh then, no, then it turns oh. into, well, then we talk to the teammate. Oh, of and course. Then there's the, I mean, look, we made a whole day out of the Pacers on a fishing trip about four oh, yes. years ago. Like, it, it, is, it, it is the perfect league for what today is. And this is another example. Who cares who wins Rookie of the Year? Didn't Vince Young win Rookie of the Year one time? Who gives oh, a rip? Oh, too soon, too soon, man. Oh, too sorry soon, about that. Too soon. No, but it's then, too soon, but bro. They don't, sorry, but, man. But they don't care. NFL play. Look, in their heart of hearts, would they say, look, would you like to be the MVP? Yes. Yeah, I'd love to be the MVP. Uh, would you like to make the All-Star team? Yes. Why? Because I have a bonus in my contract of one hundred and fifty grand if I'm an All-Star. Well, yes. okay, I understand that. But now, oh, I'm the rookie. I'm this. I'm the... Every year they fight over stuff. Yeah, and it, they fight over who's the Everybody. When are we going to get a best beard bro- uh, a feud? Between Harden Ooh, and yeah. Baron Davis, and you know, when are we going to get a best beard feud? That's a good. Who else would be in that? Now that we're thinking about Gandalf. It. I mean, it's hard to beat Harden. Yeah, Harden's Harden's pretty good. LeBron's working on a mean one right now. Keenan Allen's got a pretty good beard. Yeah, 
You know, Fitzpatrick had a great Ryan Fitzpatrick had a great beard. He did too. But then we're getting outside of the NBA. It's got to be NBA. Well, I mean, Jake Arrieta has got a good beard. Yeah, he rocked that. Yeah, but he plays for the Phillies now. Okay, Brian. Okay, Brian Wilson in his prime or James Harden better beard? Oh, oh, I'm going Brian Wilson. Yeah, hundred percent. No, but all right, better beard in his prime. Brian Wilson or Baron Davis? Baron Davis had that thick, lush beard. That I mean, it was it was like a forest. (laughs) Yeah, but I feel like because Brian Wilson has lighter eyes that it contrasted well with the beard color. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. all right, yeah, but but we're talking about the growth of the beard itself. Okay. Yeah, now I'm, I'm now I'm factoring in yeah. way too many things. Yeah, no, you 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 need to look. If you're going to be a best beard voter, you know you can't vote with an agenda. You just have to vote for the best beard. Yeah, that's see, this is turning into you the, know, M- the MVP discussion. Don't, don't do what again. Major League Baseball yeah. voters do when they want to vote. Yeah, you know, I don't like this guy. He didn't talk to <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, how so dare I? I'm not voting for him for the MVP. Yeah, and, and is beard dye is that a PED? Is that considered a PED? Because oh. then, because then uh, your your buddy uh, Keith Hernandez is gone. It's got a lot of oils in it. Yeah. yeah, I don't know about that because then you can rub it on. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, pitchers could hide stuff in their beard. And they can rub their beard, and suddenly that's where the Vaseline yeah. is. Like, like Raleigh Fingers looked like he stole something out of a Mr. Potato Head box and put it on his face. <laughs> so that would be considered a PED. That's cheating. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, 
You're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.